What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning back into the Tune Time podcast. This is your host, Will, alongside me. We got Benny and Tyler. Currently, they're sitting two feet from me because we are all together, like we said we were going to be. We are recording live right now from Kiowa Island, South Carolina. About a hundred yards to the ocean, you'd say, Tyler. Yeah, about a hundred yards. Yeah, got a great view. You we can probably hear it. Yeah, you might you might be able to hear the ocean a little bit and some of the crickets chirping in the background. It's kind of a nice, peaceful background setting for the podcast. We've got a lot of exciting stuff today. We've got our interview with Courtney Jacobs and her debut single, Canary. It's an awesome song. We can't wait for y'all to hear it and hear her explanation behind it and everything. But coming up next, we've got Hot Off The Press. press we will be telling you some news so this week an announcement from hoops they have a new album coming out october 2nd they've now put out two songs from the album fall back and they said great songs listen to both add them to our playlist and that's it for hoops now yeah next up we have vacation manor they released a song on friday called thoughts in progress it's a great song. Uh, it was one of my early finds, um, and we absolutely love it so far, so we're super excited for them. Next up, New Islands. We said it last week. We'll say it again. Came out with a new EP. It's got three songs on there, Escapism, Dreaming, Until the Morning. He actually did a live stream this weekend on uh, his Instagram where he performed the songs, You know, talked to fans, uh, did some covers of some other songs. We tuned in, thought it was great. Uh, really enjoy his support and also supporting him and the great music he puts out. Yeah, then we have uh, Toledo. They released a song named FOMO. We've been playing it uh, all the time down here at the beach. It's a great vibe, um, and we just absolutely love it too so i think that's pretty much it for the external news we do have some internal news and will or benny do you want to say anything about that thank you tyler for internal news we would like to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for 500 followers on our instagram page and over 100 listens on both of our first two podcasts that blows our mind and we cannot thank you enough uh, other things we've been working on behind the scenes, we have discovered through our Instagram page um, a guy by the name of Stephen Duke. He's a designer for logos and album artwork, and he does some of the coolest albums for some of our favorite bands. And uh, we've been talking to him for a good bit now on working up some designs for us, for some merchandise, and it will be coming very soon. We'll be sure to keep you updated on that. And for next week's podcast... We have a guy by the name of Anthony. He is a music industry expert that specializes in emerging artists, and we are super excited to talk to him about what he's doing for these artists to help them gain exposure, kind of like what we're doing with this podcast here. And that's it for Hot Off the Press. We appreciate you listening in on that. Now to transition, let's get into our big big debut here. We have Courtney Jacobs on with us and her new song, Canary. Uh, we're really privileged to have her with us today. Um, she's going to talk a little bit about the song. We're going to play the song for y'all. 
Um, then we're going to get into our interview right after the song. So, Courtney, Canary, talk to us about it. All right. Thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate it. And I'm so excited to uh, show you guys the song. So basically, in short, this song is about a controlling, manipulative relationship. And what makes it different than a lot of the other songs out there on the same topics is that it's written from the perspective of the bad guy. Because there's a lot of songs out there that's like, oh, poor me, I'm the victim, you broke my heart, and I was an angel in the relationship. But obviously that's not how real relationships are. And so I tried to reflect that in my song. There's at least two sides to every story. So that's what I try to portray in this song is, you know, it's a very condescending song, just telling the other person you're never going to be good enough. So on that note, I really love this song, so I hope you enjoy it. Awesome. Well, here she is. Here's our new song, Canary. Take a listen.
somebody else Sing those blues canary on the bookshelf Look at you making moves all by yourself question um that might not be on this list so most of the time and these guys will send songs and we'll try to get the videos and whatever we're i mean we're still working stuff out but i'm usually the person that kind of hears the song and then figures out what the environment or like kind of the vibe of it is when you should be listening to it is it at night or during the day or when the sun's setting, that kind of thing. So if there's a time or a place, that kind of thing, what do you think this song fits for that? And obviously, I mean, you know, I mean, you just told us that it's a song about the other side of the relationship and whatever. So um, if there's like a specific place you're supposed to be in, if, whether that be physically or mentally, what do you kind of think about that? Yeah, so I feel like this song is very versatile because the funk influences make it really fun to just like chill to when you're just sitting around. Like I, I'm crazy, but I listen to my own music. Um, is that <laughs> no, is that bad? Absolutely not. I listen to it like when I'm working or like studying or something like that. Yeah. Um, but then I could also see it being played like at one of those like late night after a party people are just like getting together the content of the lyrics doesn't necessarily like have to be a factor in why you want to play the song because i think the song itself is very like there's a groove to it i think it's fun and then like you don't have to be like oh this is a depressing song about a relationship right right so right yeah that's perfect yeah we we love um those late night vibes you know kind of the almost kind of the after party kind of sound. Um, exactly. By, yeah. Know, kind of just hanging out or, or by yourself, just driving around kind of that thing. So um, that's perfect. That's, that's exactly what we kind of were feeling too from it. And um, yeah, it's, it's awesome. We, we've been playing it nonstop. So pretty much. Yeah. Um, it's <laughs> no, definitely we are so awesome. excited to add it to our playlist. Like when it comes out on July 1st, it's going straight on the playlist. Like it has to be awesome. on there. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get like the algorithm to notice me. I'm trying to get on all these playlists and yep. everyone's like, Oh, your song is too chill for my playlist. Cause they want like EDM. And I'm like, no, I do not. I do not like EDM. I respect oh. it, but See, I don't right. listen to it. Yeah. yeah we're, we're right there with you right there. With you. It's, it's, it's weird. Cause it's, it's an interesting side of music where it's, it's in between a lot of different genres and Absolutely. that's kind of that, that I think that is part of the reason it makes it tough to get your music out there is because it's it's combining so many different things that a lot of people will love it, but they just kind of have to open the ears up and give it a listen and then realize kind of, oh, I like this. Like this kind of sounds like what I'm listening to or another person is listening to a different type of music no- normally. 
Um, so yeah. I think that's kind of what makes it a cool genre and it's difficult to get it out, you know, so. For sure. Yeah. I mean, if you guys like, I am way less versed in music than all of y'all probably, but the trend right now, it seems to me is like bedroom pop, the like vintage guitar, like not like stuff, not in halftime, like what I have. It's like very like straight on beats with like, you know, a girl singing, you know, for me, that just doesn't do it for me. It's a, right. it's too dreamy because it's, yeah. it doesn't feel real to me. It's overly sweet, you know? Yeah. So, but then on the other side of things, like you have some music that's very similar to mine. Like I would consider like, don't start now by Dua Lipa. I feel like it has that, the baseline that's driving it. It has like a girl's voice that is like sultry, but it's strong. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm not trying to compare myself to her, but <laughs> um, <laughs> like a lot of my influences for this song was like Sean Mendez, like especially like Lost in Japan. Yep. And then, like basically just like anything that makes you want to dance. But like, I just, I can't do the like typical like indie. I wish I could. Right. But that's just, like, not my style, and I feel like a lot of people are doing it and finding great success, and I love that, but I can't, like, change my sound to be, like, what's popular right now. So I'm just going to kind of go with what my style is, and if it works out, it works out. Right, and I I think Benny could probably explain this a little bit better, but that's kind of where indie is a cool genre because there's so many different types of indie that – it makes it almost like if you just search indie music, like you have almost no idea what you're going to get. Um, yeah. And Bennett might be able to kind of explain that a little bit better, but what, I don't know. What do you have there, Bennett? Yeah. So, I mean, th- it's almost like you have indie and then you have like sub genres of indie and the sub genres just, I mean, the spectrum is huge. I mean, you can go from full to, you know, your hard rock stuff. I mean, indie is just such a, just a, an array of different things. So there's different ones that you can fit into. And I feel like, especially like the first time I ever listened to your song, it's definitely like I could pick out like, okay, it fits there, but it also fits there and it also fits there, which is great because there's so many different bands that they're good, but they stick to the one thing rather than kind of spreading their self out and saying, okay, we have, you know, let's do one song here, one song in the spectrum here. I appreciated that where I could kind of tell that you were pulling from different sides of the spectrum and put it all into one song, which makes you appreciate the song a lot more. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. I think, you know, a lot of the stuff I'm hearing right now, like I was talking about the kind of how, female artist what's really popular right now but like on the other side of things i love like do you, y'all know coin yeah oh, oh yeah like they're <laughs> incredible like they're incredible but they're like great. i feel like every guy band is trying to sound like them now right and so when i like just like what you said within indie i feel like there's a lot of different like sub genres but what's dominating right now i think on both sides is very actually very similar for female and male which i think is not very normal because if you think of like what dominated in like the early 2000s or like the late 90s if you think about like 
the way that guys did rock. And then like the only time you can think of like how a girl did rock, it's like Evanescence or something. Right. It's like so different between like guy bands, girl bands and that kind of stuff. But I feel like it's really fusing together right now with pop is like everything is like melding into one genre and it's not such a divide between like different types of voices. They can all sing the same kind of thing, which is cool. Yeah. Like I, like, there's two examples that come to mind when I heard your song. There's Tops, which fantastic band. They have awesome sounds, kind of that. They're more of that distinguished sound of kind of reverb guitar, that acoustic, you know, older sound. And then the Alabama Shakes, your voice sounds exactly like their lead singer. She is incredible. Like, and, and, that like that's meant to compliment you like it reminded me so much of the Alabama shakes and not because I'm in Alabama but (laughs) I mean it's great like it 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 was it reminded me just like it and I as soon as I heard it I was like that sounds so familiar and it sounds so good that I, I had to think about it for a second and I was like that's it that's Alabama shakes that that's where it comes from like that that's what it sounds like that's insane because that's the only artist I've my voice has ever been compared to by multiple people. And I'd never really? even heard of them before, like a year ago when I was, you know, starting out playing shows with my band. They were like, y'all sound just like Alabama Shakes. And I was like, <laughs> who is that? That's and crazy. I looked them up and I'm like, well, I mean, I can see it, but I mean, she's on a whole nother level. It, it it is pretty close. I, I I I was really impressed. Which is awesome because like, I mean, this is your first full release, so the potential in the future that I mean, it, I, it, your music's gonna blow up. We're all one hundred percent sure around here, and we're just super. Well, I'm glad you're more that. sure than I am. <laughs> well, I, and I mean, I, I feel like that's pretty normal though I, for for a lot of <laughs> artists that are trying to get their music out there, but. Um, having other people hear it and just like, it's just immediately like, yeah, this girl has it. Like it's every, all the pieces are coming together. Um, and the voice is amazing and everything. So it's awesome. I mean, two time has played it probably a hundred times, <laughs> Not <laughs> really, like seriously at minimum of a hundred times. Um, and that's awesome. Well, y'all better start doing that on Spotify because at like 0.004 cents a stream, <laughs> y'all are gonna make me like one Starbucks by the end of the year. <laughs> Thank you. We'll buy a coffee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, All right, Vinny, what else you got? What else you got? For- I haven't talked much yet. Yeah, go ahead, Will. Go ahead. Will wants a little piece. So we were talking about like Alabama shakes, and you've been comparing them a lot. And you said you hadn't heard them really before, like last year. So what bands do you listen to? Yeah, so I was raised on like classic rock, hard rock from like the 80s and 90s and stuff. But recently I've just been like exposed to an insane amount of random music. Um, I've become friends with a lot of like jazz musicians. So you can tell like the chords and stuff are very like jazz influenced in my songs. Um, And then, you know, 
in school, I was in like a rock acapella group. I know that sounds nerdy as hell, but that only sang rock songs and it was really awesome. Um, it was super fun and it taught me a lot about like incorporating different genres and like taking something that has already been done and like making it your own. Um, so then when I joined my band, it was, we were a rock band, but we were also like a funk band. We were also like a jam band and we would do like all different kinds of stuff. And I think, you know, I've recently been getting into like one or two bands from different genres, but I have not like just explored like one piece of, of the scene, you know? So like, for example, one band I like fell in love with is like Wolfpack. Like Mm -hmm. I just adore them. I'm in love with their bass lines, especially, but like, I love that they bring in like, you know, different singers and stuff like that. Um, So I think, just having those different influences has been really helpful for me to kind of bridge across different genres as well. For sure. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, we all love around here, uh, like Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, kind of that classic sound. And then like Chris body, even, um, I don't know if you know who that is, but a big jazz guy and, um, just kind of that sound, as soon as the song started playing, you know, you could hear those tones and just that kind of feel along with it too. So, uh, I personally, I, I love jazz. So yeah, it was, same. it was awesome to just kind of, cause I, I feel like sometimes, you know, we play a lot of the dreamy, uh, you know, just the real dreamy dr- bedroom pop and all that. But, um, off the record and all that, we, we listen to a lot of different genres and, jazz is one of the big ones for me especially so um it's really cool to listen to a song that combines multiple things so well um and just everything came together just perfectly in it and it's awesome so thanks well i mean i i love canary and i it's you know it'll always be my first song but you won't even believe it. There's better things coming. Yeah, there is, yeah. especially in terms of like production value. Like, you won't even believe this, but Canary was recorded on. You know how you have like Beats headphones, but they're yeah, like with yeah. a wire, and the wire has like a little hole in it, and there's a microphone. I recorded it at 1 a.m. into the little like microphone on a pair of headphones. As like a crappy garage band demo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My process is like I make a whole demo by myself using like the default garage band instruments. I was I already talked to y'all kind of about this, but um basically just sing some scratch vocals, put down like the default electric piano on GarageBand, and then I give it to my producer Peter, who is incredible, and he's a jazz musician. And he also plays in some rock bands too. Um, But I give it to him and then he just makes it into like magic, you know? So it was 1 a.m. I was like, well, I might as well just get like a vocal line down so I don't forget what the tune is that I just made up. (laughs) And then I tried to re-record it later and it just never sounded better than that. 
So we just kept the very low quality vocals in there. And everyone was surprised. They were like, okay, the vocal, like the quality of the audio actually is pretty good for like what you said it came from. Yeah. But I must admit, um, I have only just yesterday graduated to an actual microphone. Um, I have been recording recording a couple of songs on my iPhone and it works and Kanye has done it so I can do it. That's all I'm going to say. Absolutely. What are the struggles that a small artist or a band runs into? Because you kind of mentioned there the recording side of it. You recorded it with an iPhone or with your Beats headphones and we didn't know that going into this and we were like all right this sounds studio recorded yeah some of the struggles i would say you know compared to what it was like with a six person rock band i would say i have it easy right now because i mean if you think about it a group of six people it's hard to get everyone to agree on anything yeah Um, for sure so it's really nice like peter my producer just like he shares my vision for like what it should sound like you know what direction we want to go in and it's just it's so smooth and so easy like basically i send him a demo he sends me like a way better demo and then we keep going back and forth until it's done and like he just like reads my mind and knows what i want which is just incredible and we like barely ever disagree on anything whereas with the band it you know it was healthy disagreement for sure but you know it took us several months to record our EP and like get it out there um, because we kept going over the mixes and we're like, Oh, we should change this and this and this. And when it's five songs and six people, it just took a really, really long time. So, but then finally, you know, May came around and we released our EP and we're so happy about it. Um, It's just a very, you know, it's very special to my heart. Um, but right, you know, right now I felt like it was a time to kind of go into a solo career because, you know, I love rock music. I always will, but that's just like not my sound right now. And that's not like the direction mm-hmm. that I want to go in. I really want to like try something that's like, you know, cutting edge, I guess. Um, yeah. but I'll always love jamming with people. Like that's, that's one thing I appreciate is that like people, in rock music and pop music can stand to hear the sound of my voice. I feel like it works for both. So, yep. Yeah. That's awesome. Benny, you got something else for? I, I guess, and this is kind of back to what your question was, Tyler, with like the whole vibe thing and like where you envisioned it. This is just my kind of take on it when I listen to it. I imagine like being in this like New York bar that's like old and people are like smoking cigarettes. You got people with like nice drinks everywhere. Courtney comes out, the track plays, Courtney sings like just kind of that like old kind of like kind of jazzy type bar, like acoustic type bar where like it's just one person on stage. Courtney's just singing her thing. And I, that's just what I envisioned. I don't, I don't know if that was kind of what you're going for in a way, but I, I that's kind of what I pictured up when I heard it. I definitely would describe it as like lounge vibes. Yes, 
Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm glad that you thought of it that way too. <laughs> Well, we we all think we should have been born in like 1970 or whatever, like when all yeah. the music was all awesome. <laughs> the good old days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's that's awesome, Peter. If you're listening, shout out to you for being an awesome producer for Courtney. Yep. Sounds like you two have a great relationship, and we only hope the best for you moving forward. So shout out to you. Keep doing your thing, and <laughs> keep producing awesome music. All right. <laughs> Had to get that Thank out. You. Shout out, Peter. Thank you, Shout out, Peter. Producers don't get enough credit. They really, they really don't. don't. No, That's you're right. right. In the end, so this is looking down the road. What are your kind of big goals? Not only just as an artist, but just kind of from your music. Right now, I am a computer science major. I'm going into software engineering. I'm going to do the nine to five. And what I like to say, I've already told this to you guys, is like I work from nine to five and then I do music from five all the way back around to nine. It's another full-time job. But, you know, if it works out, if it really works out and I can, you know, support myself without having to have another job, like, you know, that's great. But I just, I don't see myself wanting to be chased around by paparazzi or whatever. Like, I don't want to be like Ariana Grande or whatever. I just want to be doing my thing. I just want to be doing my thing. But, you know, in more of the short term, um, basically, I'm just grinding as hard as I can. I'm going to have at least two more singles out this year if I can make it. Um, And I'm just going to keep doing that and keep pushing out new music until people pay attention to me. (laughs) <laughs> well that sounds great it sounds like a great plan to us that's for yep. sure what got you into music was it always a passion or what kind of started that whole thing yeah so I always loved music I love singing I, I was the best shower singer you have ever heard <laughs> um, Benny, Benny, Benny likes to think he is too around here but I'm I, pretty good know, at shower performances. It, it's, it's up for debate so <laughs> I think it's more music than it is him singing. Yeah, yeah. He just turns it up so loud where you can't even hear himself. <laughs> yeah, but I was always like the shyest kid out there. I was deathly afraid of going up on stage for any reason. And But as soon as I got to college, I was like, I'm going to be extroverted right now. You know, there's no time like the present. So, you know, I don't know if y'all know, but at University of Virginia, we have all these traditions and a lot of them have to do with the acapella groups. So when I joined the acapella group, I did not realize that we would be performing every year in front of like 4,000 people. But (laughs) there's like a, there's a, an event at the beginning of the year where we all stand in this like historic place and all the acapella groups get to perform in front of like the entire university. So it's really awesome. It was so scary the first time. And then after that, I was like, oh, okay, I'm getting into this. I like, you know, seeing the crowd out there. Um, And then when I got an offer to, you know, come sing for a band, I was like, well, now's my time to play, you know, at bars, at restaurants, whatever, and just see what that scene is like. And it was so awesome. Like, I absolutely love when you know, people are coming up to me and saying, you know, it's a, 
we're playing in front of like 30 people or something and people are just, you know, drinking, they're eating food, they're just having a good time and listening to what we're doing. And they come up and they say something. And that's always like the best conversations. Um, one thing I don't miss is people asking us to play Freebird every single time. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that, that happens to every bar, I think, across from I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably the only thing I don't miss about being in a rock band. Um, I, I can honestly say, though, I've been part of the uh, yelling group saying play Freebird. So uh, I'm sorry to tell you, 20. I, I've been there. I've been there. Can you play Freebird, then? <laughs> I didn't. I purposely did not even learn the chords on guitar. <laughs> I purposely don't look at the lyrics, so I can honestly say I do not know how to play that song, and I don't know the words. So therefore, I'm so sorry, but I physically cannot perform this song for you. And that's the only thing <laughs> that's that okay. works. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Well, I, I think that's that kind of ties into like the whole vibe that we try to get out you, get, you kind of talk about everybody's hanging out you know having a drink eating a little food you know wherever you might be and that's kind of the the perfect uh environment and situation that we all love to be in um and the song just fits perfectly to that so you know we're super excited we've played it a ton and we cannot wait for what happens in the near future and down the road for you um, and we're just privileged and honored to have you just come on, you know, and um, the song is just awesome. I, I, I don't know how else to describe it other than just we were all our mouths were open when we first heard it, you know. And um, yeah, so I, 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 Will, you got anything else? No, I think that's about it. Courtney, we can't thank you enough for coming on the show our first artist interview. Yeah. We're so happy to have you on here, especially with it's such so a great song. On here. I, I, oh, can't, man. I, I like, don't think we can say it enough. How great the song is. Let, let me get this out there. Go ahead, Benny. If, if Saturn Birmingham is listening, take yeah, notes. True. Courtney Jacobs true. will be there soon. Saturn <laughs> Birmingham. You are always welcome. I'm speaking yes. for them. I'm, I know they will agree with me. We would love to have you at some point. Yes. Of course. Well, if I ever decide to, you know, kind of go down the coast, I will definitely make some stops where you guys are because I really appreciate all the support you guys are giving me. Like, this is, it's so fun to have a conversation with you guys. I could totally see, you know, once all this is over, you know, coming on here, cracking open a cider. I don't know if you guys know. Cider. I don't drink beer, but I do drink cider. That's all right. That's all right. Hey. We, we can do the ciders. That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I had never had it before going to Virginia. Apparently, it's a thing, but they don't have that in Texas. No. People just drink no. beer in Texas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, big, big oh, old yeah. Texas so. right there. <laughs> <laughs> but I could definitely see just like y'all have such great like chemistry and you guys have such great conversations going on. So it's really fun to be here. We really appreciate that. Well, Courtney, thank you for coming on the show. We're going to make sure everybody listens to the song as much as they can, as much as we have at least. And uh, 
Yeah, I think that's about it. All right, so Canary is going to be available on all major streaming platforms, including Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, all that kind of stuff, on July 1st at midnight Eastern time. Um, And I want y'all to listen to it. I want y'all to stream it. I want you to add it to your playlist. I want you to show your mom because that's the most (laughs) important thing is, you know, people will – keep making music if they get rewarded for doing so. So I want everybody to listen to it. And I think that everyone's going to enjoy it. So, you know, thanks for having me on here to promote it because you guys are really helping out, you know, emerging artists who maybe don't have a voice all the time. So thank you guys for doing this. Thanks for tuning in. 